Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm finally holding my red cup with the red cup man. Um, and my name is Peace Hyde, and I had an amazing talk. On tea with Tay, the icon. Cheers. There's so much excitement in my studio today because I have a big deal on, on my couch, right? She's the... <laughs> Why you look like that? Her name is Peace Hyde. She's a media entrepreneur, um, founder of Aim Higher, an NGO, and also an executive at Forbes Africa. And recently, she has an amazing show on Netflix that we are all watching. It's Young, Famous, and African. She's a creator and also an executive producer of that show. Welcome to Tea with Pod. The way you hypes me, I owe you money, right? Girl, you owe me money. I, actually, I should never say that. After this, I'm going to collect my money. No problem. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I'm a bit tired, but I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. It's been an intense few days. I can imagine like you're up and about all over the world trying to do interviews, trying to talk about the work that you've done. Yeah. Speaking of work that you've done, right? I've I've known you from afar, like Instagram. This is the first time I'm actually meeting you. I know, the Red Cup man. Yeah. Finally in the flesh. I've been following each other for the longest time. So, you know, I know you as Peace from Forbes. But today I just went on Wikipedia and I read about all the work that you've been doing. And it's amazing to see that there's so much you're doing that we don't even talk about. So I read somewhere that you have two shows with Forbes, not just even the the one that you interview billionaires. You also have an NGO that's trying to eradicate or that's focused on education for young people and entrepreneurship. How do you fit in in all this, like in this big shoe? There's too many things that you do. How do you even cope? Um, I think it's really very passion led yeah and i think when you're doing things that you enjoy you will get tired but you will keep going because you're passionate about Mm. it and so a lot of the things that i have done throughout my journey has really just been uh, a difference between number one faith walking because you never really know what tomorrow is going to look like but you just keep following that that voice that motivation that drive to make an impact and also just being blessed to do what I really, really love, um, which means being my best self and making an impact through whatever work I do. And I think that's really what keeps pushing me. But I don't feel like I'm doing a lot. I just feel like 
I always feel like there's more to go. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I know that feeling. But it, it's so interesting because I also read somewhere that you were formerly a teacher. Yes. In the UK. Yeah. And at some point you packed your bags. Yeah. And you moved to Africa to become a media entrepreneur. The audacity. <laughs> Where did that come from? Is, is, was that faith? Um, was, was that you walking out in faith and saying, you know what? This is my next move. Um, I mean, I was, I was teaching for a while. Yeah. And I did very well in that profession. I thoroughly loved it. But I just felt like, you know, you can't keep on addressing a room of young teenagers. They're about to go to university. You're telling them that the world is at their feet. They can be anything they want to be. And you're not actually living an example of that. Mm. And that always used to convict me when I used to say to them, you know, you can be anything you want to be, you know, follow your dreams. And I'm teaching. And I loved it, but I felt like I... I was also not being audacious and following my dreams, mm. but I kept on encouraging others to do that. Um, and the point where my father passed away was really an eye-opening moment where I felt like, you know, you wake up every day and you assume you're going to meet your friend for lunch. You're assuming you're going to get home safely. You're assuming that tomorrow morning is planned. You're assuming your haircut's going to happen next week, but it can really just yeah. be all gone in a second. Change, yeah. And that was where I decided that, yeah, I'm going to do this on my terms and I'm going to stop being in this rat race, being safe and really see what it looks like when I follow my best self. Um, and that took me to Ghana where he was buried. Um, and literally I just decided what is the thing that I've always wanted to do? Um, originally I was delusional enough to think I could act. <laughs> wow. Intense. It was intense. How bad oh, you it was. Acting? Of course I did. I auditioned. No, I was going for the big leagues. I went for Moa Badu. She Love had um, Desperate Housewives Wait. back then. It was years ago. She got the rights to do Desperate Housewives yes, for yes, Africa. I and I auditioned for Brie Vanderkamp. Um, I got down to the final mm. audition, but unfortunately never made it. Um, and then I um, auditioned for MTV Sugar. Yeah. And I got casted. Um, where I played myself in a bad wig, basically. And I realized like, this is just not my strength. This is really not, I'm not, it's not my calling. I loved it, but I just, I feel I'm too aware of myself to be able to have that skill to transform. Mm. Whereas when you look at some of the greatest act actors that we celebrate, they're amazing at transforming to different characters yeah. and really taking you on that journey. But I just saw me pretending and I was just like, girl, sit down. Um, so I, yeah, that never really happened, but media did. And, um, it kind of sparked a whole new life-changing journey for me. Okay, so media wasn't your first stint when you came back. It was acting first. It was acting. Really? Yeah. yeah. So wait, Forbes happened after all this auditioning and everything? Totally after. Totally after. Um, so what happened with Forbes was I just found that when I arrived mm -hmm. in Africa, um, specifically Ghana, I was very... I was presented in a way that I felt wasn't authentic to who I was. And I couldn't understand the media game to understand why I felt I was being projected in a way that wasn't true to myself. And so I was really passionate about learning media. And I felt that as a teacher, education is the best way. Mm -hmm. So I already had my degree. I have two degrees. So I thought, okay, let me do a master's. Um, and so when I did my master's in journalism, I had to write for a publication that publishes your work. So I thought, Forbes is my dream. 
I'm obsessed with inspiring stories. So I thought, let me try and write for Forbes. And I applied, I applied, I applied. I ended up getting the opportunity to write for the Ghanaian region um, and covering entrepreneurs from Ghana. And yeah, it kind of started off there. Um, after writing with them for about a year, I got promoted to the West African Correspondent, which is where I came to Nigeria, and then started writing those stories. In that time was where um, we, myself, and actually the... My co-creator for Young, Famous and African, we created Forbes TV, where we pitched to the company that, look, we felt like we could show these stories in a visual sense. Um, And we wanted to create content that celebrated these amazing entrepreneurs from a visual sense, because I'm a visual learner. I learn Mm. better than reading when I'm looking, sorry. So, um, yes, we created Forbes My Worst Day, Mm. which looked at... um, kind of the success stories, the tycoons in business and how Mm. they overcame their worst day and how they survived. And it was really a masterclass of the greatest of the greatest. We interviewed the likes of Aliko Dangote, Mm. Folawan Shalikija, Rabiu Samad, um, just to name a few. Um, And then we then went on to develop the second show, which was Against All Odds, which really looked at the women impacting industries in Africa. And that was amazing and eye-opening as well. And I kind of felt very comfortable in that interviewer seat where I had the opportunity to learn from a front row from most exceptional people. And yeah, the, it kind of kept going in that direction and we left the acting where it deserved, <laughs> to be honest, to be. better things. But I, hearing you now, I'm so inspired because it feels like the trajectory was so fast and smooth, right? But I, wanted, I want to know, did you, did you have any background in writing? Did you know that, you know, I mean, I mean, you're a teacher. I mean, you sort of do like a bit of writing and um, teaching, but did you really have a background in writing? And why did you think that you could excel at Forbes almost? Um, I don't actually. I actually am dyslexic, which means I'm very bad with writing and reading. Um, and it was a nightmare. I'm telling you the truth. It was a nightmare in studying and even as a teacher because it's very book heavy. It's very textbook heavy. But I excelled because most youth are visual learners. They like to learn by doing. Mm. And that's one of my best ways to learn. So mm. I could communicate with them exceptionally well because we were all on the same page. Yeah. Um, but when it came to Forbes, I had spent so much of my younger years reading. I'm still young. Let me just... <laughs> <laughs> um, so much of my not long ago younger years reading. And I just felt like I want to be able to write these stories. And through doing a master's in journalism, you really have to just find the systems and structures that enable you to write and be comfortable doing that. Mm. And so I really use that course as an opportunity to kind of fine tune it. Mm. And I really do take my time with each and every single story. Mm. Um, but I really felt the, the premise of this journey into media was to basically face every single setback or um, doubt that I had, or even preconceived notion of who I am and what my abilities were Mm. and basically just throw it out and, and reform that. And so that's really why, um, the out, I, I kind of went into things that wasn't necessarily my skill set or my strength and then built the skill set and armed myself with education and experience to become good at it. Um, and yes, I mean, it's taken me very exceptionally far by God's grace and, um, yeah, when big moments happen, I stand there thinking, gosh, if you guys knew how, how I used to struggle to write these this stories. Is so, <laughs> so it was really exciting. This is so inspiring. Like, I'm listening to you and I can literally connect with this story. And it's amazing because this is you who is dyslexic and you're doing all these things. And 
I mean, from from outside, we don't even know that you have any struggles. You just, no. I just see peace, the go getter, the one who's making these moves. I, I'm really curious, right? At every point, you just went in the direction of what you wanted to do, right? What inspires your next move? How are you sure that you're going to even be successful at the next thing you're trying to do? Because it seems like you're just moving from one thing to another. You've done great work with Forbes. Now you're doing Young, Famous, and Africa. We're going to get into that. But I want to know why somebody like you, who was a teacher who moved into Forbes, how do you know that after writing all these amazing stories, it was time to go to visuals? How do you know that this was my next move? When to make the next move? Um, I think it's because I never saw it as a move. I'm not trying to build a profile. I'm not trying to be wildly famous. I'm not trying to be... Um, sort of this renowned big voice that everyone acknowledges and listens to. I'm not trying to be um, anything but my best self. And if everything I did, one of my number one questions I always ask myself, I ask myself when I'm buying things because I'm a bit excessive when it comes to shopping. <laughs> but I also that. ask myself when I'm venturing out into an opportunity, if I could achieve it or if I could acquire this and mm. nobody in the world knows it happens, would you do it? And Every time the answer is yes. And when it's yes, I tend to go into it more focused on achieving the best possible um, outcome of what I've put in. As opposed to, ah, if I get this, then you mm. see. And, and then, no, <laughs> oppression is not my style. I think it's more about just, I'm extremely, extremely obsessed with being the best I can be. Mm. And I don't entertain anything that doesn't contribute to that. Um, as harsh or focused as that might sound yeah. that is my number one mo and so when i go into a new idea or when i go into a new challenge or an opportunity to grow or do something i've never done before it's really because i just want to see if hey has god has god downloaded this new program to upgrade <laughs> the model um yeah. but i'm really obsessed with just trying to be the best that god has made me and um i really am grateful for the opportunities i've been blessed with um, I'm really grateful for the reaction and reception of those opportunities. But most mm. importantly, I really hope that when people see what I'm doing and what I'm trying to achieve, that they understand that number one, it's got nothing to do with me. Cause at this point I'm still on a movie set trying to work out why I can't act. Cause that was the original plan. Um, so <laughs> everything else for me is really a God move. And mm. I feel like that's why when things do play out, everyone's like, peace, how did you know? And I'm like, I'm still trying to work out. How the hell that? That's <laughs> peace. Because they keep, they keep asking me what you're doing, what you're doing. No, like, your level I, is different. Like, I don't know what I I'm saw doing, one peace. video. I don't know. I think it must have been like a year and a half ago. Yeah. With a red cup. And it was on my explore page. And it was you see guys. <laughs> and I was thinking, who is this guy with a red cup? And I kept on going. I didn't even follow. I didn't like. I just kept yeah. on moving. And then I went back and I saw another video. And you were like, you had gone viral with this video. I said, ah, but why is this guy always carrying a red cup? Went to his page and I started just looking through. And I feel like when I look at you anyway, personally, I see that same, that God factor. Yeah. The energy is different. We can all carry cups and speak, but it just doesn't translate in the way you want us. And I think that's what it is. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Let's talk about, let's, let's get into God for a second, right? Because, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's my show. I can do that. Right. So, um, you're very big on your faith. Like, yeah. like when I go on your page, I see God is God that I'm just like, yeah. yes, that's my sister. I can connect with you. But the, your entire journey, did you realize at some point that you needed God or was it the, the fact that you're very big on your faith? Was it born out of the fact that 
I mean, this kind of journey that I'm on, I need God to take me through. Or you've just been that girl who has just been very dependent on God from beginning. No, I mean, I've always been aware of God because I grew up in a, a very African household. My yeah. mom is like, you know, Sister Mary on steroids. She loves all of that God stuff. <laughs> her soul. But it didn't connect with me. It was just, I did it to make her happy. Um, mm. And honestly, I feel like when I moved to Ghana, um, it still didn't really resonate because I was living my best life, you know, the vibes yeah. and it was lovely. Um, but I noticed the deeper I got into my career, the deeper I got into certain relationships with friends, um, new f- friends turned family mm. relationships. I found that, Hey, I can't do this thing on my own. And I found that I kept on making choices and decisions less on what I was seeing and less on what I felt and more on what I felt um, God was guiding me to do. And so a lot of my decisions didn't really necessarily make sense in real time. Like mm. people would, I would say, look, I want to do this. And they're like, why? Like, I remember when I started writing for Forbes at the time I was on MTN Hitmaker, which was like the biggest talent show in Ghana. Yeah. Um, I had a very big Friday night talk show, which is like prime time. And it had brilliant viewership. And I said to my friends, look, I'm going to leave all of that. And I'm going to Nigeria to write. And everyone's like, so you're not going to be on camera. And I'm like, no. And they're like, there's, you're not doing anything on TV. And I'm like, no, I'm stopping. And they're like, why? You're going to be totally off the grid. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like this is something that I need to do. The same way I felt like I should leave teaching and come to Ghana. So I'm going to do it. And they're like, but what about your media brand? And I'm like, my media journey is about me trying to actualize my best self in media. Mm. It's not about me being famous in media. So I need to do that. And I feel like this is the next step. This is the next hurdle. Um, and as you kind of go deeper off your own plans and your own track and what makes sense to the people around you and your team, and you start kind of going deeper into just, I know this is, there's something there. Mm. you know, the difference between your, your, own flesh saying i want this and your own intuition or i would like to think the holy spirit saying look peace move it the vibe is different and when it moves you you just go and i i left all of that and then ended up with my worst day and against all odds and it's it's gone from one strength to another you know and it's not me i i genuinely sit there every time Mm. when a milestone comes through and it was something i've been praying and working towards i'm just like yeah, there's something bigger going on than I can. Yo, girl, understand. I feel it only me. <laughs> no, you're so not alone. Tell you my thing, right? <laughs> when anybody says, "Oh," because when my show started off, I I, I, I said this everywhere that Tewite Pod had been in the works for years, right? Oh, I just, really? Yeah, I did. I just had so much anxiety about the show. Yeah, was it gonna do well? Yeah, was it gonna? So at some point, I said, "You know what, God? Like this thing has been a nudge in my spirit, right?" Please and please, if it's going to work, make the right people that need to help with the show come through. Yeah. Just make it easy for me. Like, I feel like every time that I hear God and I don't follow, it's a bit of a struggle. Yes. Of when course. God is in charge, there's so much ease, right? Yes. But I want, I want to ask, right? Even in those times where God is speaking to you, don't you feel some level of doubt? Because there's some people who are so experienced in this space who come and yeah. advise you. And you also want to like listen to advice as well. Because you don't want to fail when they give you such advice, you probably want to take it, but you've probably heard God say, you know what, this is the way, but the way is not looking so sure. Um, I think it never looks sure. 
but I have this video that I'm obsessed with um, of Oprah and she's mm-hmm. sitting down with this TV presenter so many years ago before she was the Oprah we all know and love. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about the launch of her talk show and he's saying, what will you do if the talk show doesn't go well? And she's I like, and do if it well. doesn't, I'll do well. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people associate faith, um, your celebration of God and what he's done in your life as material blessings or financial growth or mm. a new level that makes you bigger and better than maybe your average. Mm. Um, but what people don't understand is this has nothing to do with all of those things. It's about working yourself. It's about you undoing and unlearning a lot of the things that you held close to you as an identity and allowing him to fill you up instead mm. and understanding that it's not about being in the limelight every time. It's not about being the the baddest guy or the hottest girl, or the most stylish or the highest paid. Sometimes it's just about standing in the the truth and authenticity of what he's saying. But me, I like those things too. You like those things, but honestly, if you did it and it didn't get the reaction it had, mm. would you still like them? And when you're getting the reaction you you get, when I see you dressed up, I've seen a lot of good looking guys dress up. There's a vibe you have that's on another level. And I will Tired say that. About so everyone knows if you see Young Famous and Africans, mm. Swanky Jerry is, has that same thing he where that boy is like, there's uh, something about him. Th- there's an energy around yeah. him that's different. Yeah. Yeah. He screams stardom. Yeah. And when he dresses up, like he will tell you, I never missed a single shoot. Every time I see Swanky, I'm like, there, Swanky, yes, <laughs> give them, walk slow. Mm. Yeah, I'm just obsessed. So I feel like yeah. people tend to, he will probably say, oh, peace loves my fashion. I don't. I love the God in him. And if that's how he's translating to the world through his fashion and mm. that skill, that gift is so potent that it's mm. you saw i mean the reactions of it was all he dresses amazingly and the same with yourself i mean the way you articulate yourself mm. your energy your authenticity and then fashion on top it's the god in you that's shining out mm. and he's using those mediums to do that and i think that's why it's so appealing to everyone when they see you do it but if you dressed and people didn't even they said oh t- are you well is something wrong with you? <laughs> you wouldn't be in a hurry to be calling yourself My, a shista, yeah. Abby. So <laughs> I feel like when God enters a situation mm. in everything, peace. That's why I tell them to this God thing. I keep telling my <laughs> colleagues, like, how do you all run this space without God? No, no. You know, you know when I, when 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 last year, right? It was a very good year for me. I think mm. things that are going on very smoothly i think i sort of forgot I, I didn't forget god you know when you're just in the euphoria of your new yeah. life and everything and i could see a place where i was so exhausted i had to run back yeah i had to i, I don't want to make this about church and god no, but no, I, I mean that's the core of my being right yeah. so it's a big part of of my work so last year i was at this place where you know I would probably go out. I would feel so empty because I was relying on myself for a lot of things, yeah. right? So I got to a point where if things didn't go well, ooh, bad week, bad month, mm-hmm. right? I would call my friends and say, oh my God, it's not happening. But now that I've gotten back into that space where I'm just like, God, this is you. This is you. There's, a, there's much peace. Yeah. No pun intended. But, <laughs> and I'm just in a better place, really. Yeah. And, and I'm happy that I feel like God brought you on this set just to remind me of some things that hey sh- yeah sis so I think we have to talk more <laughs> about this thing but there's something that I read on your Instagram right because I was going through your IG and um, it said sorry um, there's a 
a couple of things that you wrote, right? And I just want to talk about them for a bit. So when when you know God has your back, you hold to the most you hold the most powerful medicine. Um, that was good. Um, you give birth to new versions of yourself. Mm. Um, you can allow life to come to you versus having to hunt it down. Exactly. So I think the reason why people get really tired because most of us are hunting life. Yeah. We are going after so we don't get things we fall yeah. into yeah. a space. Okay, let me read on that one again. Um, this one was very important to me because I had an issue with somebody this morning. You know the kindness people set the study as boundaries? What does yeah. that mean? So, um, I don't have a big circle of friends but anyone who's close to me will always tell you peace is like a disciplinarian. Hmm. She doesn't play. Yeah. And um, I love, I love hard. Um, I work, I work hard. I yeah. play, I try to play hard, but I'm a bit stiff. So when it comes to <laughs> my boundaries and in terms of what I entertain mm. and what I don't entertain, I'm very unforgiving. I like things how I like things. And I like people to feel free. But if it doesn't work with what I'm about, I would love you to feel free over there. And I'll celebrate you over there. Don't get serious. <laughs> because people my target as selfish yes. right oh oh yes, yes they've yes. tagged me as that no, no, no. I'm, I'm, i feel like um growing up there's a lot of terms that were given and were taught have negative connotations like selfishness but let me put it to you like this if you had a child um our african culture a lot of women when they have children you only see the maternity picture drop when the child is like three months sitting in the house out mm. of the belly why do they do that because they're protecting that uh, that gift from god mm. and in my mind when i see that word selfish i f- see it in two senses yes it's not right to hurt another person or to deprive something of someone because you want it for mm-hmm. no other reason besides just hoarding that's selfishness in my mind but when god has given me something that i value I have every right to take care of it. The way a mother will protect her child, I am a child of God and I'm protecting myself. And if your energy or if what you're bringing to my door doesn't align with the type of space or feeling or energy I want, shall I say, I have every right to be selfish with it. And I also would like you to do the same. And that's why I'm very, very clear on what I like and what I don't like. And I'm okay to not necessarily entertain people or situations or environments that don't honor my authentic self. Um, but what frustrates me, especially in the media industry is sometimes you find that for the next opportunity or for the next networking event, you have to start putting yourself in environments and situations that you maybe never intended to and don't Mm. align with you. And for me, I've seen and heard so many stories about it that I was super intentional and selfish to avoid any of those situations. Mm. And so my approach to the word selfishness is more protecting myself. Um, I'm open and I love very freely with those who align with what I believe in. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, I'm okay. I'm okay missing out. You're probably someone else's blessing. How much enemies has this stance created for you? Um, I don't think I have any enemies because I don't walk around with that on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. There's nobody that ever, God's ever created that's an enemy of mine. We just simply don't align. And I'm okay with that. Um, and if someone's at home disliking me, you know, that's a wasted energy because there's no need to dislike me. I, I have no, I probably don't even know you. So it's, mm. not, it's not that deep, you know? Just focus on what you want to be, where God is taking you, the people that are in your circle that do love you, and keep it moving. You know, you can't be everyone's 
cup of tea when you're champagne. And unfortunately, what what does that mean? That means tea is so important. We should all say that, please. Well, as a British person, you cannot be everybody's cup of tea, but you can be a cup of tea. I I think you need to understand the context. (laughs) I think you need to understand the context. As a British person, tea is more premium than champagne. Of course it is. And um, cheers to that frame. Bless you. Oh my God, PC, you are so solid. I'm very happy that I actually brought you on today because, yeah, like, better than you to come on the show today. So now let's move into your latest work. Right. Young, famous, and African. What inspired that show? Um, I just fell in love with Africa and I fell in love with its people. I met some amazing people in media and entertainment throughout my career, my journey. And I find them super inspiring. I may not be up close with them. Like this is my first meeting with you. Swanky, he'll tell you I've met him in person. I don't really know him personally. Um, Annie and Dibia, the first day I met her was when we literally went on to set. Um, So a lot of these people I'm meeting for the first time, but Mm. I have like a hit list of people that I'm privately obsessed with. Mm. And I kept on just looking at the lineup and I'm like, there is something here. Ironically, um, Toki McKinwa is one of my, my little girl crushes. I love it. She knows it. And <laughs> I always look at her page. I look at her confidence. I look at how she ruthlessly goes for her dreams. I don't have a personal relationship with her, but I was always inspired by that. Yeah. And I actually DM'd her because in 2018, I DM'd her and I'm like, look, I'm looking at your page and you really need a reality show. I'm not a producer. I don't know how to shoot these things, but we need to make a show called Baby Girl for Life and I want to produce it. Wow. And she was like, um, you know, people are telling me this, but yeah. I've just got a lot going on. We'll see. And I hit her back up again, I think in 20 something, 2019, mm. 2020. And I was like, look, you're still going and I'm not seeing this reality show. When are you going to astound us? Um, and then... As I kept on messaging her, there was other people that I also were like hyping. I'm like this secret hype woman. And I go into people's <laughs> DMs just going, you're amazing. And I just thought to myself, wait, like, wait, there's a lot of you guys. What, yeah. what if we brought you all together and showed the world how incredible you are? Wow. And I've, from the British culture, reality TV is like, this is something that we've all grown up with. We love reality TV, not yeah. the big brother kind necessarily, yeah. even though that was also there. Um, but more this sort of lifestyle showing people behind the scenes type thing. So I've really, really wanted to see this for so many years. Um, and I remember sharing with my co-creator, Martin Asari Manquan. He was like, you're coming with another of those <laughs> ideas again, but I think this could work. And I'm really excited about it. So we just started like, taking names and kind of drawing them and saying, how would it work and who would it be? Yeah. Um, we were running around like a little camera guy and trying to record people and see, but it wasn't really a context that was very popular in Africa at that time. Yeah. And so trying to get a, I remember myself and Martin actually met with Toki McKinwa. We met yeah. with, um, I won't say any names actually. We met with a few people, <laughs> but I keep hyping talking because she was the, yeah. one of the founding light bulb moments. Yeah. Um, and we met with a few of them and we're like, look, we have this great idea. We think you'd be amazing for it, but it was in its kind of infant baby stages yeah. and it wasn't well articulated. Everyone was really busy. And I think everyone knew me as the Forbes lady. Yeah. So it was such an out of context conversation. From where to where? <laughs> like, you're a businesswoman. Where are you doing entertainment interviews? Yeah. Um, and then over time, I think, like I was saying, when God puts something in your heart, he will not let you put it down. Mm -hmm. And it keeps 
on just haunting you. Mm. And I became very selfish with that vision. And literally, I, I wouldn't let it change. I wouldn't let anyone tell me, no, you should do it like this. Or you're look. I just kept sticking to exactly what I knew I had in my mind. And at this time, Netflix wasn't even really in Africa. It wasn't a big um, connection. They weren't looking at penetrating the African market. Yeah. And I remember reaching out to them before they even had a presence in Africa saying, why don't you guys have a presence in Africa? I'd met them at a conference. And it was just a chit chat thing, not anything major. Um, as time went on, we connected with a few other studios, streaming platforms, and we were having these conversations. But I felt that Netflix really got it. They kept it they in its it. original form. Yeah. And that selfishness with the vision, selfishness with yourself, selfishness with your dreams, that pureness of what that, that kind of fetus stage, embryotic looking dream, um, they, they understood it and they believed in it and they everything behind it to make sure that we had the best lineup exactly in the way we envisioned it. And I mean, the rest has been five, four days of history right now. This is like my first interview since the show launched. Thank you. Um, First interview here. If anyone wants to catch (laughs) it. No, um, but yeah, no, Um, it's, it literally, they, I had an amazing team. We had an amazing writers, sound stylists, um, producers, directors, the team were incredible. And I think as we put it together and as each day we went on set and saw this magic unfold, we were like, this has got nothing to do with us. And as it unfolded, we realized this was nothing to do with us. Like this is a whole nother movement that he was trying to do. And I really am blessed for the opportunity to have such incredible artists come with us and trust us to portray their truth. And I feel like that's what the show has done. It's really broken a lot of um, stereotypical notions of what is acceptable to share within mm. our African culture with the world. And I feel that I've watched so many brave, courageous Africans saying, I'll own my truth. I'm, I'm going to own my highlights and my shame. I'm going to share with you my truth. I don't mind how it, you receive it because I know that people will learn from it. Mm-hmm. People will be inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Some people will overcome situations by just seeing me live that out and knowing that I can be the most successful, incredible person within my industry, but I have real life stuff that happened to me too. And I hope that that's what a lot of people got from it because I was inspired every day. I saw some of these cast members. I was, I was too, but I'm, I'm going to ask, right? Yeah. Um, the show is doing so well. There notable Africans on it, but for some reason, I'm finding in Ghanaians. Uh, I think Ghanaians trying to shoot you now, like, where's our Ghanaian <laughs> representative on the show? Between people looking at why they're no Ghanaians and when season two, you're, them you're, two questions. What did Martin have to say about it? Because Martin is also Ghanaian. Yes, we're both Ghanaians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people didn't realize when um, Young, Famous and African was at its cast recruitment stage. Yeah. We spoke to so many incredible people. If you remember, right. I said Tokyo McKim was one of the first people we spoke yeah. to because I communicated with her the idea. She wasn't on the show. Um, much to a lot of Nigerians upset, she wasn't yeah. on the show. Yeah. Because a lot of people had busy schedules. It True. was new. It's not. There's nothing like this that's been done before. Yeah. Reality TV is usually associated with people that are not very well known mm-hmm. or people that are not at the height of their career. Where we have... The A-list, the Mm -hmm. best of the best. So it was a weird concept, I think, for a lot of people. And there were Ghanaians that we spoke to. Um, Definitely, I'm extremely in love with everything that Ghana has given me and Martin and our careers. But I think people didn't realize 
young, famous and African is a new concept and it's not something that is common for us. We usually associate reality TV with Big Brother. So if yeah. you go to a very established star and you say, go on a show that, go on a TV concept that is usually associated with not really well-known people, a lot of people will say, yeah, I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. And that's what happened. That was the main thing that I think a lot of people were just hesitant and they weren't sure about um, what it would look like and whether it would be a good, um, yeah, what it would look like and whether it would be a good fit for their brand and where they were going. I think we know better now because the show is still number one on Netflix. <laughs> How do you feel about this show that you've always had in your mind? You put, you put the idea of the show up until now and it's now number one across board. So does that sort of make you feel like, yes, I was right. God, this was God move. This was the right move to do. How do you feel about the fact that the show is finally doing so well? Did you expect it to do this well? Um, I was very confident in the work and the team that we'd put together. And I felt that we really created magic and I could see that there was a, something bigger than us moving this whole motion um, and this whole vision. So I felt that it would do very well. Um, I didn't expect what has happened. I wasn't ready for that. I, I, I definitely didn't know. I've not seen anything um, have this reaction before. Wow. So I just didn't expect it. Um, and I'm very grateful. But then again, I always sit down saying that I know it has nothing to do with me because um, there's certain outcomes that you just know that's not, that wasn't expected. <laughs> that wasn't, I have not seen it before. So I don't know how that came to be. And I think it's just really, really got putting things guiding every single step and putting it together to get that result amazing peace you're one of the hottest women on the continent since when everybody knows that since yeah, I didn't forever know. but i've never seen you project any sort of relationship or mm. mushiness online is this intentional um well it depends on what the purpose of being online is for you i think everyone has a different um goal and a different um, motivation as mm. to why they post, why they mm. repost, why they are online, what they want to share. Um, I am someone who, I'm actually very private. Um, everyone knows my first love is food. <laughs> so you guys see a lot of that. I'm, I'm mm. constantly making out with a good plate of food, but you guys just don't seem to notice that because it's not a, a human being. Is food going to cuddle you at <laughs> night, babes? Ah, if you eat the right food for a soup, you'll be sure. The right food for a soup, the right eba and a good thing can problem. just... Right? It gets that, you good. Let me tell you what the problem is. At 11 a.m., I'm turning eba in my kitchen. Right, but that's the right time. No, but like, look, that's going to seal my thighs. Look at me. I see thickness. <laughs> no, but you're like defined as well, ain't bad. Yeah, I'm trying. The gym is helping out. Yeah, yeah. you're looking good. But let's All those stuff has to be moved because you're about to segue into food now and mm. I'm not really having it. So, <laughs> is there one uncle somewhere that is, that's saying, you know what, this shit's going to do well, that's always encouraging you at, in the evenings when you're tired. It's just, just somebody somewhere who's just really dusty. You know, I'm really blessed to have a brilliant community around me that support me and believe in me and they've been there since day one. Um, and I think without that community of people supporting and believing me, it'll be very hard to keep going. Um, but in terms of the phrase one uncle, I'm not subscribing to that because I, I don't have an uncle per se, but I have an amazing community of people that believe in me and have supported me. And I work extremely hard because I understand that here that the word uncle means something. That no, when we say uncle, like boyfriend, lover, oh. 
a dotting man which uncle no no but no Tennyson, you can't be asking me these questions when you're looking this way because if i say yes and i spoil my market what happens then okay. i don't know why you're asking which me market? which market what do you mean weren't you saying i was the hottest girl that means there's other people that are thinking let me oh, say so you don't want to spoil the market no or? no i'm joking i'm joking um, so are you single because even if i got here when i told people that i'm going to be having let me tell couch, you i'm going to give you the most honest answer i've ever okay. given in my life I am married to the vision that God has for my life. And if, if there is a man in that vision, you guys will know about him when it's time. The same way young, famous and African was something that I've been married to for four years and no one knew existed. But now you are seeing our wedding day and we are all extremely happy to share with the world. For me, I think when, when people are looking for an individual, mm. it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to follow through a dream. It takes a village for any big moment in your life. And I'm a product of many different villages that are always believing me at each point in my life. But when God decides that peace, your baby has been cooked, it's mm. time to give birth like he did with YFA. And the world is celebrating now with something. Me and Martin are always looking at each other like, did you know? <laughs> and I hope that when that day comes and i get to share with the world the person that god has ordained and chosen for me there'll be no doubt in my mind that yeah you guys will may see um kind of the side profile of who who that individual may be or like the nose Peace. <laughs> I bet you win. as i throw you out of reach you know even agree thank you you win you're not for, you're not false woman for nothing oh god <laughs> I've been trying to just even just allow me just get into this just more. You know, even allow. What is, it what is it you're looking no, for? No, it's fine. Let's just let's move on. Okay. Since, so, Pisces doesn't say she's single or she's dating. So we don't just know. We're just we're just there. But it's fine. Let's move on to your your work as um the founder of an NGO. Right, you have an NGO that's focused on helping young people get educated yeah. so that they can focus on entrepreneurship and in turn affect the economy of Africa. Yes. What inspired that? How's that work going? Um, I never really left the classroom. I've always loved being a teacher yeah. and Aim High Africa was really about that. Mm. I really wanted to keep educating. I really want to still be a teacher to a degree mm. and I have Aim High Africa to still enable me to do that. Yeah. Um, I've been very blessed to move out of the corporate world in London and venture as an entrepreneur in different spheres in mm. Africa and it's been extremely successful by God's grace. So the mm. little things I've learned and the other executives that are training these young entrepreneurs to build their own sustainable and scalable businesses is yeah. a dream come true and as I watch that ecosystem thrive and grow aggressively I just see people's lives being changed and for me that was the original goal i think no man is an island and no man can really build a big change without creating an impact i'm the result of people giving me opportunities and believing in me and so in my own tiny little way i would like to try and do that and that's what aim high africa has been all about and as i go from strength to strength it's also growing from strength to strength so yeah it's really exciting what's happening on that side of things i love it well done Thank um you. so for young famous and african right uh, we're going to have a season two anytime soon. How you, are you, is this the same people that's going to be on season two? What are we looking forward to? Cause the show is already a success. Yeah. Um, I think right now I'm excited. Um, I'm very blessed about the reactions yeah. and about, um, what the world is really saying about the cast. Mm. Um, and that's really my main focus at the moment. If there is a season two, I mean, similar to every other thing, when the baby's ready to pop, you guys will hear about mm. it. But um, for the TV show, I just realized that could sound. Um, but yes, oh. um, 
I feel like, yeah, the time will tell. I'm not, I don't really have a specific plan for how things will go. Yeah. I just know as long as God is in it, I will never fail. And if I do fail, I'll learn and get better. So I'm really happy about the reception. I'm really proud of every single cast member. Mm. Um, the show was designed to celebrate their, how amazing they are. And I really hope that everyone feels that same way and mm. sees a celebration of their individual excellence. Mm. So yeah, I'm enjoying that for now. Amazing. But, I, they've been they've been um, conversations around the show being scripted. Is that is that true? Is Not at all. Um, every scene, every action on that show, every voice, every description, every emotion that mm. is being projected on that show is a hundred percent authentic. Um, we cannot control what someone does and doesn't say. Mm. Um, it's an unscripted show, so legally you cannot create a script. And I mean, Swanky put it best of all. He's like my little baby. I love him, but. <laughs> He, we were on an interview recently for CNBC and he said, um, there's not a point throughout this entire production that I was ever given a piece of paper to say, this is what's about to happen. And I think that that way he articulated it was the mm. most authentic way of showing whether we were scripted or not, because no one ever had a plan. Mm. And I think that was also what made a lot of the celebrities we approached scared yeah. because it was like, what do you mean? We know Nollywood. We know how we act. What do you mean? There's no paperwork. There's no storyline what mm. i have i'm the story what do you so i think um i understand why a lot of people think that because there was so much happening but no you you bring together some of the biggest most successful business people mm. entrepreneurs celebrities musicians and then you tell them to live out their larger than average lives you're going to get a lot of larger than average reactions <laughs> and that's what what you saw um but it was totally real people living their real journeys and being yeah. authentic and i think um, if you look online about who they were even before the show came about, a lot of it is woven into their real life that you all know, mm. but you probably never heard them express it in the most truest, authentic, unedited mm. way. And I think that's why the show has been really impactful. It's it's real. Yeah, it's amazing. The impact is amazing. Success. We've always spoken about the success and the impact of the show, but was were there down times recording the show, managing these people? These are huge personalities from different parts of Africa. Were they, were there times where you're like, Oh my God. Um, I honestly think it was an opportunity for me to learn humility mm. because sometimes my shoulders get a bit high, whether I like it or not. I'm sure you have moments where you're like, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, there's a moment where you're feeling the vibes sometimes. And, yeah. um, this show was really a good opportunity for me to hu- just learn how to humble myself sometimes and, um, be there for other people. And not necessarily focus on the work because I'm a, uh, I'm a big workaholic, but actually give people the emotional support and the guidance that they may need. Um, as opposed to just being focused on trying to get the task done, trying to, and I really felt like, um, I really learned a lot about myself and other people and dealing with a lot of people. And, mm. um, these are incredible people. They're not your average. They're hardworking people that have changed their lives and have no doubt about their ex- excellence. And so when you're learning to deal with different personalities to create this vision, you have to be patient. You have to be understanding. You have to be humble. You have to understand that, um, it's not about how you feel or what you want to do. It's about being there for people, um, who are really being courageous and strong to share their life with the world. And so it was a huge masterclass. I feel in, in, uh, relating to people and going through difficult and great times with people. Um, but I loved every moment of it. And I, obviously I would definitely do it again. 
Um, so yeah, it was exciting, but it was a very, very big learning curve. Amazing. Um, well done, peace. Shout out to your co-producer, Martin. Martin and shout out to Netflix try. for helping yes. you bring this vision to life. I mean, it literally comes to the end of this conversation. We've spoken about everything and I know you need to rush off. Um, but I also screenshotted something from your Instagram because okay. I mean, your Instagram is my new inspirational journal. So anything like that. Um, you wrote somewhere where you said, um, okay, we're going to end this, this um, pod with this. You said, living in a prayer is such a humbling, humbling feeling. It's an inexplainable thing watching yourself transform into the person you envision and fought to become. Big shoes eventually do fit. Growth is truly a journey. Thankful. What does this mean to you? Um, I think you want to have the biggest dreams and a lot of them never actualized. And I had to learn to be okay with that and keep going. And a lot of the things that I prayed and hoped for never actualized, but I had the joy knowing that it's because there's something better for me. And what did arrive was 10 million times better than the thing I was holding on and hoping for. And so this moment was a big moment for me when I wrote that because I constantly questioned whether I was able to do it for the show. Um, it's not something I've ever produced. It's a biggest scale thing I've ever done. Um, it's people management, it's finances, it's logistics, it's being away from home and all your creature comforts for a long time. And there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of questioning. This is a four year journey that people are seeing today materialize. And I kept on questioning myself. I kept on saying, maybe this isn't the right thing to do. Maybe this isn't the right person to do it with. And when you see it play out the way it should have played out, not the way you want it to play out, not the way you've convinced yourself God told you it should play out, but genuinely the way God has planned it, that's when you truly see grace in action. And I had to kind of walk away a lot of time from what I thought it should be and start remembering that it's not about me, it's about what he wants for me. And that's what made, I think, Young Famous and African the way it is because I started realizing, yes, I may have a vision. I may believe he told me this is how I should do it. Uh, he may have even pointed the exact people, but I have to also understand that God is a work in progress in the other people too. Mm. So if he's shown something to you and the people you're supposed to partner with has also not been ready, yeah. you have to understand. It doesn't mean the, the message is a lie, but you have to also say maybe that's not the right person because they're not at the right stage he's directed them yeah. to be at. But when you do connect with the right person, whew, it's, Easy, a, breezy. it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's still hard work, yeah. um, but it's, it's amazing what can come of it. So I hope I answered that. Yes, you did. Thank you so much for coming on. Whew, I've been so Thank inspired you by me. you and cheers to all the work that you're going to do. Yes. Thank you so much. You so I've solid. had an amazing time and yeah. it's nice to finally meet you and have such a lovely conversation. You should see more team. So much inspiration. I have CEO. I have CV. Where's the tea? Please, <laughs> where's the more tea off camera? Because I know that. It's true. Hmm? We have conversations to be tea. having. <laughs> so guys, we've come to the end of Women's Month. And I'm so happy that the woman ending the month is Peace Hyde. She's a force. She has defied the odds in so many ways from her work. When she was in London as a teacher to moving to Ghana to our work with Forbes and now Young Famous in Africa. And Peace, do you have anything to say to the women who are listening to you today? Um, I, I always have something to say, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> but um, 
I think just to be honest, it's about honoring your true vision um, and being okay with whatever that looks like. Um, regardless of what people label it as, regardless of what people define you as, um, form your own labels, form your own ones that are true to who you are. Um, if you're not softly spoken, if you're not the sweetest thing, own it. Because that's probably your gift to take you to your next level. Mm. Um, but don't try to fit into the box that the world or your community or your culture has defined for you. Create your own. And no matter what happens along the step of the, along each step of the way, honor that. And you'll definitely find out your best self in that process. And don't forget the God factor because it's about who you are inside as opposed to what your gender is or being defined by those norms and values that are associated to what your body parts look like. Look at the soul of who you are and what his plan is for you. And you are unstoppable if you do that. Thank you. I feel like this is for me more than the women. Shall I <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.